and recording. No countdowns. We're professionals now. Oh, I already hit record. That's what I'm saying. No countdown. We're professionals. Oh. Oh. So weird. <laughs> I don't... I feel like you, you broke the... <laughs> You're used to me being like, oh, hey, man, are you ready? And you're like, no, I already hit record. Yeah, because I, I, I have to... I wasn't ready. You didn't hit record? <laughs> no, I didn't hit record until you said no countdown. And I was like, what? Okay, all right, hold on. I'm going to clear the audio. I mean, no, I, I got it now. I got it. I'm good. I got it now. We're set. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was, uh, that was a weird time to be alive. Caught you off guard. Kept you on your toes. Bold of you to assume I have toes. Oh, man. What else did Uncle Sam tickle from you? Oh, it wasn't Uncle Sam. It was my third ex-wife. <laughs> sucked, sucked him right off. <laughs> and I can like that. I hear your charger <laughs> driving off into the sunset with her new boyfriend. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, man, man. So this is a weird one that we're doing, right? What you mean? Well, it's weird because this is the first game that's getting the uh, the post post review review. It is. It's weird. Well, well, we can dive into it. It's it's one of those we we got to work out the kinks as we go on. You're a kink. Well, I mean, to some women, I am, and maybe some men. And all I can say is, don't yick on their yak. No, I'm yakking on their yick. Oh man, don't get me twisted like that. <laughs> We're putting words in your mouth. You? <laughs> Not the only thing, hubba hubba. Oh man. Oh, uh, we were talking about Will Arnett five seconds. <laughs> For Will Arnett to kick. I mean, Will Arnett is like <laughs> definite kick. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of kink, I had somebody hit me up over the weekend. And uh, we have a professional darts player who listens to the podcast now. Are you fucking for real? <laughs> like dead ass? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we're fucked. Because like, if we fuck up on anything, you'll be like chilling one day, doing some editing, and then like darts will fly across the fucking room like a drive by. It, it was an odd experience. It was like, wait, for real? <laughs> yo, we have our first professional athlete, yo. Yeah, we made we're, it. We're doing things. We're doing things. We're doing big stuffs now. So, so Jacob, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. I won't use your last name. <laughs> wait, how did, did he tell you the story? Like, is there like a like he was at a tournament and like he heard our like terrible jokes and it motivated you? you wish somebody was playing us at the tournament. <laughs> we have this oh. dream. <laughs> Lie to me. <laughs> the stumble effect. <laughs> Literally, that's that's it. There's no grandiose tale. Yes, that's the best one. <laughs> We're like werewolf at night. You didn't expect this to be good, but damn it, <laughs> we blew your mind. I left you speechless. God no, because <laughs> I was I was thinking about this joke I was going to tell at the podcast, and the the punchline was it looks like you blew a seal. <laughs> so you said blue, and it made me want to tell this joke again. But I'm not doing it. But um, I think you just did. <laughs> no, that's why I said the punchline is because now it won't be funny if I did tell it. So it's ruined for everybody. Oh but, man, good job, but, good job, waiter. So going from seals, let's talk about space. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, seals go to space all the time. I think those are dolphins. <laughs> no, it's whales. <laughs> Thanks for all the fish. 
But yes, man. So wait, was it whales? I thought it was dolphins. Oh no, nah, man! I'm just assuming Star Wars. No, I'm talking about uh, goodbye and things for all the fish. No idea. Yeah, from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh man, I always forget that damn movie. Like I, what's the the seat? What's the meaning of life? Fuck! I used to remember this all the time. Forty-two. Forty-two. There we go. Thank you. Right. Is it 42? I believe it is 42. I confidently believe it's 42. I'm, I'm young Jamieing right now. Yeah, you do that. I gotta figure out if it was if it was <laughs> dolphins or whales. Yeah, I got you. We'll, we'll, we'll catch. Yeah, it is 42. Meaning of life is 42. When you type in "dolphins return to space," Hitchhiker's Guide, it populates the rest of the sentence as to TJ Maxx. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one hundred. Yeah, one hundred percent. On you're killing it with the uh, movie quotes today. Am I? Yeah, you are. You're killing it. <laughs> ten out of ten, kid. And how the hell did? You, I mean, I guess dolphins, <laughs> because it's home decor, are synonymous with TJ Maxx. Hell, I think I've seen a TJ Maxx like sponsorship on a dolphin fin. I I think it's just because TJ Maxx paid Google for more ad stuff, <laughs> so it just threw it in there. How dare you! How dare you I, say I really the, don't think it's something like... How dare you say the algorithm can be bought? Yeah, I don't think it's a rogue AI. I don't think it's a ghost in the shell. I think I think it was just a couple dollar signs. That's all. Some 23-year-old working at a media agency. Shout-outs to mm-hmm. you, the real American hero. Yeah, thank you for all you do, especially for all the fish. <laughs> all right, let me turn my phone off, and then let's, let's kick this puppy off. My man said he turned off the phone. This is serious. Yeah, well, we got, I got some bones to pick. We got some tears to cry. Oh, man. That's we got some lot. rabbits to skin. Also, did you know that if you were on an all-rabbit diet, you would starve to death? Yes. Yes, I did. It's so funny you say that because that came up in Vinland Saga. Oh, really? I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> and then I had a conversation with, with my girl about it. And she broke it down, yeah. 100% true. Yeah, because there's not enough uh, carbs or fat. Mm-hmm. They're you'll, too lean of a meat. That's wild. That's, you'll dry out and die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you turn into jerky. There's a there's a word for it. I think it's rabid, rabbit starvation or some shit. Alright, let me hold on. Young Jamie, right now. Please stand by. Yeah, rabbit starvation. Protein poisoning for you young professionals. Yeah, if you're professional, it's protein poisoning. But colloquially, <laughs> it's rabbit starvation. Or mal de caribou. Mal de caribou. That's bougie as shit. That's like, <laughs> the car- that's like caribou coffee's VIP exclusive in the airports. <laughs> you gotta have like 20 stamps on your card. And like they open the doors. There's like coffee beans and shit. There's like five dudes from Colombia. Like it's wild. Mild the caribou. So, Brandon. That's me. We finished our first game. It only took like a year, but yeah. <laughs> it feels like it, right? A whole <laughs> lifetime. So many life events in between. <laughs> Two fucking seasons later, here we are. But yeah, no. Yeah. We did it. 
We finished and so, we finished it. So that means we can cash in on one of our promises that we made, which is doing a review of the game after we finish the game. It's true. Look at us. Look, Look we, at us. We can run for office now. Yeah, we keep our promises <laughs> just super late. <laughs> just You didn't put a timeline on us. Y'all, we're like that dad that finally came home with the carton of cigarettes. We're back, baby. We're going to guide you through that professional career. We think. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your mama we miss her. <laughs> We're around. That's that's all we know for sure. <laughs> oh, man. So, Technomancer. How far did you get? Uh, good enough of a ways. Uh, that paired with the rest of your episodes to, to get a firm grasp. So you have an idea of the players and like, mm-hmm. okay, that's good. As long as you can picture it in your head. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'll give it this too. Well, we'll go into it, but another good thing is being basically able to, that you're not limited in your combat setup. So you get to try pretty much fucking everything. Mm-hmm. So, and real quick for anybody who's just tuning in, uh, Technomancer is the game we just covered. All four parts are up now and live. Um, this game was made by a French company by the name of uh, Spiders. They will be known later for Great Fall, and then their new one is Steel Rising. Mm-hmm. I'm playing that right now. So, and just to set the tone here, Technomancer takes place on on Mars. What happened was Earth went to colonize Mars. Then the colonists on Mars got disconnected from Earth. And now I think a couple couple centuries have passed. And like the people who lived on Mars have gone on and created lives. Um, there is a hierarchy. There's mutants who are slaves. There are people who live in slums. Um, the rich people live in what's known as the exchange. Um, and you play a kind of like a beat cop a superhuman beat cop called the Technomancer. And we follow the story of one Technomancer by the name of Sakurai Mancer and his goal of finding or reconnecting with Earth as well as dealing with the nefarious forces of the ASC. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Goddamn. Man, you were crushing it. You, you were doing good. You you were doing about the same level as uh, the MCU <laughs> phase one right then. Like, you were crushing Thank it. You. Thank you. I'm, I'm trying to be a young Kevin Foggy. Getting there, I'm, I'm, I have the receding hairline. It's not the talent. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, y'all, just to kind of paint the picture for you. But the game is an action RPG. It has RPG elements in terms of how you build your character, as well as decisions you make in the game do impact the game toward the end. So that's something that's really, really awesome. Overall. I do recommend this game, especially if it's on sale. It's a it's a great way to kind of get an idea of what to expect um, from Spiders. I think Greedfall is a lot more polished than Technomancer, but Technomancer definitely it, it has like the foundation for them to like continue on and make really great RPGs if they build continue building off the way they're building Technomancer and then Greedfall and so on and so forth. But I honestly, I would give the game a solid 7.5 out of 10. Okay, I can, I can fuck with that. 
I would give it about a six out of ten. And I respect that. Um, I, I think I can say mine's a little bit biased just because of how much I love the studio at this point. But I can one hundred percent respect that. Yeah, and it's it's not because it's it's a bad game, but you can tell it was it was one of their earlier games. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> I would also recommend it if it's on sale. I would pick it up if it's like I think we picked it up for what ten bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable price for it because it did not age. It did not age well, which sucks because the storyline's good. Um, we'll get into like plot and all that, and I'll rate that kind of separately from the overall. But overall, yeah, I'd give it a six out of ten. Pick it up on sale for ten bucks or less, and then if it's just never going on sale or gets pulled or some shit, definitely watch a, a, a playthrough of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the best way to kind of see the game. I will argue this, especially because playing it on console so much and playing it on PC, I would highly recommend picking it up on PC. It runs so much smoother on PC than it does on console. And it, it's it's actually so much more prettier on PC than console. Because I, I promise you, like, so, like cinematic-wise, I felt like I was playing two different versions of the Technomancer. I would caveat that and say, but only if you're playing it on PC with a controller. Oh, yes. This is 100% (laughs) a controller game. Any any game from Spiders is a 100% Xbox, get an Xbox controller. Um, PS4 controllers, those always hit or miss. But 100% get you an Xbox controller um, so you can properly enjoy the game. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that's overall. Do you what do you want? To, what part of it do you want to move on to next? Um, um, I don't want to just jump into the. Well, yeah, let's ju- let's jump into the story. Let's, okay, let's jump into the story. So we covered, I think, one of the four endings. We did, yes. I did that on purpose just because there's so many different options, and I didn't want to just ruin. Like I don't want to say ruin. But I, I think the game does deserve to be at least, I would argue, played at least two, maybe three times. Because there's just so many thing, different things you can do that affect the game and affect who you who you can interact with and depend on in the, in the later game. I can see that. But yeah, so let us know. Um, you know, hit us up on Facebook, send us an email. Let us know if we should cover the other endings or not. Um, or if we should do it. This is our first like choice based game, so we don't really know what y'all want, <laughs> I guess, you know? Um, so be sure to let us know in the comment sections what the hell you guys like. So we don't know what you like. We don't know unless you tell us. 100%. And I am actually running through the bad run, so if that is something y'all definitely want to see, let me know and I will, I'll post a quick 30 minute video. Yeah, because that's something not totally outside the realm for us to do at all. <laughs> like, total, like it's our job, so like, don't feel bad telling us to do it. Um, but yeah, so plot-wise. So my thing, because you know I'm a big stickler on, on plot, like in yes, everything. Yes, like, like yes, I, am, I am huge stickler on fucking plot. Um, and I think with it being a French studio, I wonder how much of it is translational to English but there are times when 
they had all the right tools they just used them wrong if that makes sense like they they foreshadowed things but they like way over foreshadowed to where like a surprise was ruined and then there was other stuff that wasn't foreshadowed but the hints were there and it was perfectly done and then there's sometimes a plot felt rushed sometimes it felt to drag they just needed some fine tuning on the storyboard side and I don't know how much of that was translational or like just developmental with making a game because it's hard. Um, I don't know. I'll never know because I wasn't there when it was made. But overall, I do think it was a solid plot with a different take on a storyline, which is hard to do, especially in a like I'm going to use the term space theme, but in a sci-fi theme, it's that's kind of hard to do especially recently everything seems to be kind of a rehash so they did really good in being able to give a new tweak and a new idea on overall plot so i don't have a real issue with their plot i think it was just the storytelling i had more of an issue with i i definitely respect that because even for me like the first time i ran through it and even you know listening to the episodes like the the pacing is definitely I would I would say is the biggest mm-hmm. issue with the game, just because it is so. We're gonna go 150 miles, and then we'll stop here for a moment, and then surprise! Now we're going 200 million miles. And there was like really no. It didn't feel like there was too much rest in between sections. Yeah, in the sense so, and you're right. It could be the the translation. It could be how the development went. I think they they did better with that going into Greedfall, mm-hmm. just because you don't feel as rushed to like do things. Like they know that you're exploring a brand new land. And Technomancer, I get it because of how the game, the plot starts out. You're just a beat cop, and then the game turns to like Will Smith's Enemy of the State. Yeah, and and it has to kind of be that way because you have a whole government organization after you but yeah pacing overall was an issue but I think one thing about the plot that really fleshes it out and like at least in the right way is definitely the side quests like the side quests they, they seem so insignificant in the beginning but they do a really good job of fleshing out the characters as well as connecting little threads as to why certain things happen in Zachariah or why certain things are happening in abundance as well as like character motivations and as well as the side quests are not afraid to really tackle really dark themes because that's one thing I've seen with spider games a lot of the themes are very very dark and they're not they're not afraid to kind of pass certain lines yeah, I'll give him that. 100%. I I do say one of the heaviest quests is definitely Nisha's quest. And how that kind of progresses with why she became a spy and like how that involves her friend and whatnot. Like it, it definitely crosses a line I didn't expect to see, especially when I did the, 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 the mission. But it definitely shows there's a lot of depth to the plot as well. Yeah, that's just one of their, like, those things that they don't really need. Because even now, with how they're doing Steel Rising, um, it's 
they're not afraid to go into the darker tones and with steel rising being kind of an altered history it is a darker tone as well greedfall was a darker tone um they do really well with darker t darker tones and i think that might be their ticket um that might be the thing that kind of makes them stand out oh yeah 100 percent. and i think that the simplest way to to summarize it is it's pretty much the renegade tab in mass effect one and two like that's that's the best way to put it yeah you don't have to worry about hitting the r trigger it's gonna hit it for you because that's one thing i noticed about the game too there are times that even the good choice is zachariah roughing people up and <laughs> yeah. i didn't really talk about that in the game and I think it fits more with the with the theme and the story because it is y'all. It's a it's sci-fi. It is a dystopian future that they're living in Mars. And there were times in the game to get information. Zach would immediately go to violence. Like he had no problems roughing people up to either get them to move on or to get them to spill information. I respect that. Yeah, man, you gotta do what you gotta do in the in the rough living. But. Overall, and just to kind of give you guys a little bit more on the plot without giving too much, because I, I do really recommend playing it. So when the game kicks off, you're you're you've newly joined this brotherhood that you've been you've kind of been molded into, like this brotherhood of monks or warriors, and you find out a very startling secret that if it comes out it'll kind of change the whole perspective of the Technomancers in Mars. So that's kind of where the central conflict of the game it focuses on is, is these, this CIA FBI-esque agency within Abundance called the Abundance Security Council or the ASC. The guy leading them, Victor, is so dead set on finding out this secret it causes a, a ripple effect in the city as well as other cities that you'll visit. And this this thirst or this chase for Victor to figure out the Technomancer's secret, it it leads to more revelations about Zachariah and his upbringing as well as Mars itself. So it's definitely, to, to the best way to put it, the plot is definitely like a uh, like a chase thriller but once once you get a once things kind of slow down and you see those like tender moments in the game it does a really good job of um humanizing the characters as well as helping you understand that the world is not black and white it can be very gray sometimes as you were describing it <laughs> it was just coming off as edge runner as yeah it yeah kind of or Blade yeah. Runner, not Edge Runner. Fucking Blade no, Runner. I, I knew what you meant. I was like, I can't think of the name either, so I'm not gonna like BS and try to correct you. Yeah, no, but like you're like describing the plot for Blade Runner right then, and I was like, holy shit. Hey yo, imitation is the best form of flattery. I, I think there are definitely elements from like Blade Runner. I can't think of the. I, this is terrible. Someone's gonna like crucify me. What's the Arnold Schwarzenegger well, movie? Yes, that's the one I was yeah, thinking of. Um, <laughs> uh, oh God, someone is yelling. <laughs> I can hear them. Yelling. Hold on, we're Total Recall. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely like Blade Runner mixed with Total Recall. And sprinkle Mad Max. Sprinkle it in. Just a little <laughs> bit, not too much. Just a little bit. Just a light seasoning. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, plot wise, I I think I I would give the I'd give the the plot definitely still in the seven point five range. Definitely, definitely the the pace needed to slow down at certain points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, sh- you shouldn't dispose of a bomb on your first day. <laughs> And I'll give them that, because I know everybody's yelling at us, I'll give them that, like, we're not, you don't just start the game as, like, a a filthy civilian. Like, you started as, like, a dude who's been in training for X amount of time and done, like, stuff. So, he's kind of used to the, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, a level 20 character instead of starting at, like, a level 1 character. You know what I mean? So, like, I'll give them that they did try to, like, incorporate that in there, too. But, um... It doesn't work story-wise when you tell us how experienced somebody is um, that goes against what we as consumers and as viewers enjoy. enjoy or People enjoy watching the struggles of other people and then having them overcome those struggles. So, like, what the comparison being, like, how Fable did it. The first yep. Fable. The, like you, chase a... you, you know what I mean? Like, um, that's the difference. They could have had, like... The tutorial could have been him in training coming up to it over years and then that coming into like the graduation then being the thing, you know, um, could have done it that way and that would have helped the pacing as well. But yeah, I did feel like you're playing, uh, what's, uh, you're, you're playing a Mary Sue. I'm gonna be real. I've actually, I've never, I've actually never heard anybody use that before. Okay, so Mary Sue's are D and D terms for like, um, let me let me pull it up. How would somebody else describe this? Bro, you can just say Ray from Star Wars. No. Okay. So Mary Sue is usually female characters, but it's uh, someone who's depicted as unrealistically lacking in flaws or weaknesses. I slightly disagree with that. Well, proceed. The and the the reason being because essentially after like the joining, you don't come off as OP. You come off as a top student who's graduating. And the part with no flaws, and I, I think the good the game does a good job of that. You cr- kind of create those flaws, right? Just because, and this isn't a huge spoiler, like. Once the game starts, I know I can immediately beeline it to the Vori and be like, hey, oh, you want a Technomancer in your pocket as long as you're paying me. Like, I can start creating those flaws and start doing all those dirty things. And it, it's like, all right, you know, you played goody-goody in the, in the church or in the temple for X amount of years, knowing damn well you were going to go out here and make some money. Well, yeah, but you and I are talking about two different things. You're talking about your experience when you're playing. I'm talking about like right from the jump of playing. Is you you create those flaws. There was no flaws for him to overcome in the beginning. You generated the flaws. If that makes sense. Like I'm talking about like when they when you first start the game, it's just like, "Hey, you're top of your class, badass technomancer, take no shit." Uh, fucking RoboCop motherfucker. You know what I mean? And then you, as the player, have to go and generate flaws. No, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like in... What's a, what's a good... 
It's a good game. I'm just gonna cover this. It's kind of like um, Dragon Age when you play the mage. The mage's opening. I don't remember it. You remember he's you're you start off in the school and everybody's doing the um they're getting ready for the exam and like you kind of go off in a whole thing of like side quests like you you can do something for a professor you can like steal from people and you help your friend kind of try to break out and you try to get his philanthropy uh, phil- I'm a butcher this word philanthropy the little blood thing they can use to search for him oh yeah yeah like I, I get what you mean I, I I see exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, there's no there's no obstacles in his initial pathways. Is all I'm saying. No, I get it. Yeah, because when you come out, like it's the tutorials and essentially you learning. It's like, hey man, um, I grabbed all the masters that you you can whoop their ass now. So if you want to warm up before we leave, yeah, yeah, these these people are masters of their craft, and you just beat the shit out of them for a tutorial. Once you learn the combat, it's like it's the easiest ten points of experience you'll ever get in the game <laughs> like like literally I, I will run through it in like five minutes just because it's like i know what they're looking for so okay i see i see what you're putting now yeah yeah no so i'm not disagreeing with what you're saying because yeah you can develop those flaws but i'm saying from a pure storytelling standpoint the beginning of it is not that great in a for a character arc to start it's because the that that part of the exposition is like it's kind of they do the Star Wars thing with the scroll. Yeah, the sacred text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you hear about like yo, my man was living in the sum. He was a rogue, and it's like, how come we didn't get like a mission of him learning how to sneak around the slums? Like I I see what you mean. Yeah, there's no there's no obstacles, but yeah, that's just my takeaway from it. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll get off of it. No, nah, man, you can stay on that thing as much as you like. This is your review. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it's time to talk about probably the, the best appeal of the game, but it's also at times like a little frustrating. You're going to say combat and I'm going to disagree with you entirely. No, and it's, it's actually not a huge thing on combat. It's one flaw with combat that drives me like, through the wall and I've, I've tested it and it I, and i don't know why there were times i would hit down b which is the dodge and he would dodge forward that's like my only qualm with the combat that's it that's your only qualm yeah i didn't <laughs> i didn't have no issues with combat i didn't i i for me i thought combat was smooth i thought the the dodge or the the parry mechanic you had to earn it. It's not a case of I, I'll just dodge out of the way. Like you had to actually watch like the arm or the swing animation of the person before you did it. And personally, I like being punished for for like doing something that I know. Like I, if I know the combat, I shouldn't be making that mistake. I get you. I get you. It treats it like actual combat. Like a small mistake will make you pay. Right, and mind you, I, like I told you, like on Greedfall, there's no point in playing normal, there's no point in playing hard, just jump straight into extreme. Because that's how I learned the game, I literally jumped into extreme, and then the game runs smooth for me. Yeah, but you and I have always had a different um, taste in that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like to be punished, and 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 I know that is not for everybody. No, that's not so. my that's not my jam. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my jam. And sadly, um, this is this is one of those games that they will punish you for that. Yeah, um, I think it just it depends because it rides a fine line because it's not like a Souls like right. It's not that it's not that hard to where like it's certain. There's like, certain archetypes. Yeah, certain, you know what I mean. It, it's not. Types. It's not hard as like. It's not as hard as the Souls like, where you're like, okay, and then I got to dodge roll three times after this animation, jump up. You know what I mean? It's not that because I can. Res- I'm starting to respect Souls likes after playing Elden Ring. Like it definitely, <laughs> it definitely made me rethink my stance on it. But phenomenal game too. But um, it's not that difficult. But it's also the only way I can describe it is it came off just like a harder version and i'm gonna bring it up again because i don't know why it's stuck in my head but it it feels like fable combat that's a very that's that's actually a really good comparison it's like a a tweak on fable combat yeah it's like it's like a harder it's like a hardcore version of fable one's combat i respect that i i I respect that because there and and you're right because there were times i was playing and the difficulty scale would just like boom through the roof and yeah. i'm like what just happened <laughs> yeah we'll get into level design here in a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that one i got some qualms with but um yeah no combat it just it wasn't my jam i guess you could say it wasn't for me but also like fables combat was also not my jam like i liked the storyline and the character arcs of, of fable more than i liked the combat um, same with this game. Like the combat was not my jam. Uh, I don't know why it just wasn't for me. Um, I could see it being for other people. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where it's like, I tasted it and I can tell that like this would taste good to somebody else. It just does. It's just nothing for me. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> this is gonna. I, I told you this a little while ago, but just for everybody to hear. I I enjoy combat so much that I would like F off on like the main quest and the side quest and I would go back to Abundance the main city and literally just run around the city terrorizing the NPCs. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel you on that. Like literally I would put on the ski mask in the game and run around and just beat people. <laughs> so There's... I get it. <laughs> A lot of jokes being made in the comment section right now. One hundred percent. Moving like, on. Life <laughs> no, that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, no, no. Um, level design. Um, um, no, but uh, ball. Let me say this about combat too. I do appreciate. Okay, I'm going to say this too. I don't enjoy their stat system. Yeah, no. Mm-mm, I hate no. it. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually despise the stat system spiders insists on using. I I don't fucking like it. I didn't like it in Greedfall either. I will I will say it is way better in Greedfall than in here just because if I got bored with a play style, I could change it up. Right. And Technomancer, it is not Technomancer is one of those games where you level up, don't immediately use your points, like, think about it. 
and the more you play the game you kind of figure out there's a pattern in particular skills you need to get or particular order based on how you play but yeah the stat systems is atrocious because it's like it's like a trickle yeah (laughs) it's such a trickle like it doesn't necessarily change your character immediately it's trickle down (laughs) economics but with stats and it just doesn't work (laughs) it just doesn't fucking work um yeah, I mean, yeah, technically it works, but it's just, I don't know. It's like a mini game in a game. If the, I don't know how to describe it. I just don't like it. I just, I just did not like it when it came to that um, at all. The, the thing about character builds in Technomancer, it's essentially you're playing a character that's not going to be good until mid, close to late game. And the the power fantasy kind of disappears especially if you're playing on the hardest difficulty power fantasy disappears just because the enemies in certain areas will catch up especially in abundance like that difficulty increases so like the the best way to put it your build makes you like it may make your your dagger cut a little hard like cut a little harder or you know your lightning shock a little more but you have to have understanding of combat. It it yep. doesn't necessarily matter what your stats are because if you play like shit, you're not going to get anywhere. Because I promise you, even the basic enemies will run through you. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. All honey badgers. Yeah, I will say this though. To their credit, I do. I did like the. Um, you're not locked. Like yeah, when it comes to specialization in your build, sure. But um, being able to kind of utilize all the different classes and hodgepodge and mix mash to your heart's content Mm -hmm. i did enjoy that aspect that was that was refreshing and just to kind of break it down so there's like four different play styles um one is magic which is your lightning powers that's pretty broken once you get through the tree um the next one that's broken is the dagger and gun and that's how I ran my first playthrough was I had his lightning powers and dagger and gun and literally I could spam across the field nobody could get to me if you got to me you paid for it so you can build some pretty broken characters in this game yeah and everybody ends up going with the uh, the dagger anyway or the dagger and pistol because it's just like saying that you're not going to make a fucking stealth archer in Skyrim <laughs> like <laughs> Oh god. Like yeah. Yeah, you may not be making a stealth archer, but this time you're making a thief who uses a bow. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're doing the same shit. Yeah, it gave me it definitely spell slinger vibes. And it's on the cover of the game. Like the game literally tells you this is the class you're gonna pick. Yeah. They knew. <laughs> they knew when they made it. Um So yeah, I did enjoy it, but it was one of those you kinda one of them does kind of tower over the rest of them. Yeah, um, Shield and Mace is the worst of them, but yeah. but it does hit hard. I, I will say, playing with the tree, you once you like kind of flesh it out, you hit real hard. It's just a very boring play style. If you usually play games in your warrior or tank type, um, you won't like it in this game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not the same. It doesn't carry over like that. 
You don't feel like a dynamic tank is no. the best way to put it. No. And like it's probably the only time that playing that class there is literally no need to hit the dodge button. No need because the dodge button for the the, the shield and mace is so atrocious compared to the the gun and the and the knife and then like the the fucking nightwing sticks. So, because the the, the the kendo stick I've been saying, the long mm-hmm. stick has, like, the best dodge animation. You feel like you're in a, um, you're in a Chow Yun Fat movie. Yeah, definitely the most boring of the four, but mm-hmm. it's it's fun. It's fun if you, and plus, when you do strength, you get access to pretty much majority of them. So, what's next? Level design? Level design. <sighs> Level design did leave a lot to be desired <laughs> but it's it's an early game i will say though they they did a good job of capturing the themes of the cities the lost domes i wish had a little bit more flavor to them but they did a better job with the last lost dome but yeah there there's some there was some work with the level design mhm yeah um <laughs> Yeah, what year did it come out? I believe was it twenty sixteen or twenty sixteen? I don't know why I was about to say two thousand nine. I think I was thinking too human. Um, yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, but for like comparison, like twenty sixteen. Before we kind of like give them a pass on that, here are some other games that came out in twenty sixteen. Uncharted 4, XCOM 2, Dishonored 2, Final Fantasy 15, Dark Souls 3, Titanfall 2, Twilight Princess, <laughs> No Man's Sky, Dying Light. I, I will say, can uh, what studios are the ones that aren't backed by big companies? I, I think Dying Light is definitely one of them. Firewatch? Dying Light is... Firewatch. That, that's another one. Yeah, that came out in 2016. Like, that's an indie dev. That's an indie. Yeah, let's. I want to keep it in the realm of indie, just because it's like No Man's Sky. That was their first release. Um, See so your Quantum Break. That was made by the same people who they only have a few games under their belt too. Yeah, those are the people that did um Alan Alan, Alan Wake, Wake and um what's the other one with Iceman with Bobby? That one's Quantum Break. Yep, that one was Quantum Break. Homefront the Revolution, which that game was absolute ass, but once again, like look what they were able to do in world building. Not game or gameplay or story or any of that. <laughs> Let's not dive into that. But <laughs> but from 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 level design. Tom Clancy's The Division. Unravel. The Witcher 3. Alright. Blood I think and wine. That's 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 CG product product red. Yeah, but but let's call it what it is. A lot. Nobody was playing the Witcher games until the third one. I played no. Well, there, I think there was there was a there was a good core audience for the second. Mm-hmm. There was a, a yeah. good because I do remember. I remember watching that one. I believe it was in. I can't even name. Remember the name of this conference? It used to be so big, and I'm fucking it up. Uh. Fuck, E4, not E4, what the fuck was that shit called? Oh, the last, 
The Last Guardian. That also came out in 2016. Yeah, no, it's wild for mm-hmm. all. Yeah, I will say for a Japanese uh, developer to drop graphics like that, that is a very huge deal. So I don't want to give them a full free pass on level design. Just no, because of 2016. No, and it, it's it's not a free pass on 2016. It, I It's more a break of like, you're trying to figure out your IP, especially because the jump from like Mars Warlog, Mars Warlogs to Technomancer is a huge leap. Even like the art style is completely different because the art style in Mars Warlog is actually more cartoony. Mm. But no, 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 100%. Yeah, there's there's definitely a learning curve. Yeah. Stardew Valley also came out in 2016. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not Stardew Valley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there. Damn, the goat. Yeah, Stardew Valley's been getting updates since then, too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, Spiders. But in all these other games I said, actually Dying Light had... Still, I'm pretty sure like they finally had their last update for Dying Light when they released Dying Light 2 this year. So I'll give them a pass. Um, <laughs> Dying Light is like baby Skyrim. <laughs> dog, Dying Light, like dead ass, is like, yo, we're going to keep this game um, alive for eight years. And just there it is. <laughs> like, um, But yeah, so yeah, level design was lacking for me. Um, especially like some of the areas were like when you first go to, uh, go to the dome with, uh, your fucking head with your, with your ombre, with your Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And you know, you have to go and fight that giant bug at the end. Even that level's design was just unnecessarily long and complex. It didn't add anything to it. Yeah, because there there were th- so the thing about the the level design in this game just for everybody because we're kind of like uh, like we're alluding to it but we're not really talking about it. It's it, they try to kind of map it like Dark Souls, yeah. where they have like secret areas that they don't necessarily give you anything because one theme with the level design was even the treasures you get are very limited in resources, <laughs> just like what they're going through, and like there's there's very few like treasure boxes with legendary gear um for for the level design so it's a case of they put these little places like hey if you want to fight some extra enemies to get xp or you want to get to a workbench you can go this way but it didn't they didn't really do a good job like it's it's built kind of like a dark souls level but then they don't connect yeah they're convoluted mm-hmm so that's also going to be a miss for me. Um, I see what they are going for, but unlike my previous comment with like, I can see that it tastes good. It's just not for my taste. This one I'm going to say is just subpar in general. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm not saying it's the worst thing ever made, but I am saying that it is below standard. I think it's a case of not really knowing what to do. Uh, with the with the the world, yeah, I think it is too. But even then, because they had they had uh, warlocks to kind of base it around. But that's the thing: playing through warlocks, it's it's almost it's almost built the same 
and and mind you, I'm not I'm not even that far in Warlocks because the God bless it, those controls are atrocious. <laughs> it's um, I will say the prison camp. The the cool thing about it was it was it was nice and tight. Like you knew where the the workers registration office was, where the cafeteria was. It, it's it's nice and tight with each biome that it, the game takes you through. Mm-hmm. And and nothing wrong with this one because I will say with the level design, one thing they did do a good job is with the people. Just sometimes, literally, literally walking through like the market in the rich area or walking through the market in the slum, they at least try to give their NPCs life that they're talking about current events or they're talking shit about technomancers. Just like little little tidbits. Yeah. So you're gonna say it was average. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say it's average just because for me, I know with a new IP, it's it, you're kind of just trying to figure this shit out. And like certain games they get it on the first try. Certain games don't get it cuz we can argue for instance how fucking awesome Mass Effect 1 is, right? Oh well, yeah, that wouldn't be an argument. Right, clearly. <laughs> but we, you know, one thing like deep down inside there were certain planets used to drop in that were 100% empty, even though there was like certain oh, yeah. lore bits or like certain places to mine. We we forgave it because of how good the story and some of the other planets were. That yeah, we're going to fucking explore a planet that there isn't going to be a lot of shit to do, which is normal, right? Especially if you're exploring anything, right? Yeah. Some planets are going to have action. So there's like certain things. That's why I'm willing to forgive it. And that's just specifically for me. Okay. Because it's like the first game, I don't really expect you to have it figured out. But the second game, we're going to have a talk. Yeah. Yeah, because they cut all that bullshit out of Mass Effect 2. Because don't forget, this is technically the second game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So this is their Mass Effect 2. This is their Halo 2. This is their Fallout 2. Anything with a 2. I'm just going to keep saying things. But uh, Just a two. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So I I don't So yeah, I'm gonna be a little harder on them than you are, and I'm gonna give them a below below average. Below par. Yeah, I'm gonna give them like a C minus to a D plus. Okay. I respect that. Now, next question. What did you think of the music score? That's weird because I was gonna bring up sound as the next one too. <laughs> <laughs> sound, yeah, so we could do it all. Yeah, uh well I kind of made myself a little chart that I'm using, but um I have sound kind of categorized in like different sections. Right, so like lead us. So if like for the first one, like and this is probably the chart that I'm always gonna use for all of these, but um for background music, I have that as a section, and for background music, I'll give them it. It's nothing to write home about, but at the same time, it's not something that's pulling me out of the environment either. It does its job. No, yeah, and it's it's definitely a case of I think they do a good job with like the the synth, like the kind of like eighties. God, we're gonna go right back to freaking runner. Um, <laughs> Blade Runner, <laughs> like Blade Runner, like yeah, like it, it has like the it has it, the vibe I get is Blade Runner, yeah. Um, like you said, it's not something like oh my god, this is life changing. I'm gonna mm-hmm. put it on replay, 
but it, it, it does a good job for fitting the world and fitting certain biodomes. Yes. Um, and then certain scenes, like certain emotional scenes, the score is, is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I have that as its own category. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Oh, yeah. So for background music slash ambiance, um, I, t- I, I mean, probably that one, I'm going to give an 8 out of 10. Seriously, it was because once again it did its job, and while it was nothing to write home about, at the same time it was it was good. There's nothing bad about it, so eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I I, I I'm I'm gonna keep everything. I'm gonna be honest. Everything's gonna be a seven point five for me. Oh, we finally have a reversal. Yeah, no, like on like it's it's one of those things where I love it as a like a new game and them trying something different within that universe. But you can. There was still training wheels on it. Yes. It's it's one of the. It's like our guy. It's like our new fan. It's like throwing darts at the board and seeing where everything landed first. Facts. Um. Next bit I have are animation sounds, i.e., opening up treasure boxes, <laughs> walking up steps, um, you know that kind of jazz. And that one, that is, um, it it gave me very like Nintendo sixty four vibes. There's time when, a, when a, an electric fist didn't sound right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like everything, fa- like nothing sounded quite right. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Like, I, I guess, for instance, um, there are times where the audio would lag when you hit somebody, mm-hmm. you, you like disrupted them, or like gunshots is, is definitely one of the oh ones notorious. Yeah. Um, the, now the electric sound that was always on point like you could hear like the surge and then hitting that, that one was always good but yeah there are some times where the, the timing didn't line up just right yeah it just it was either off or it felt like it was um, like it went like I'm hearing it from a third party like it sounded like it went through two other things before it got to me as the player I don't know how to describe just, it. It sounded like second update, update your TV, man. God, it, stop, stop playing on TV a, from the night. <laughs> playing on my monitor. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so yeah, that one I'm going to have to kind of give a, a, a low low score. A low, low, low. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you? Um, I I will say I didn't I didn't run I didn't run into it too many times. I didn't run into it too many times on the console or or the PC, and and, and I'll be honest, running the game on both, it, like it, it ran really smooth. I didn't really run into glitches or too many times the audio was off. It was always a case of you notice it and be like, huh. So there there are like like if like for instance, if you ever played Elix, that's like literally across the board, everything is up and down. So. At least for me, like, it didn't happen so much where it, like, took me out of the game. Gotcha. Yeah, it took... It, I've had... I had a few that jarred me. Yeah, and for an immersion player like me, it... it can't have that. Because it breaks it breaks me out of it. So... I'm gonna have to give it a low one. Low one, yeah. it's close to zero. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty low, but um, next up, voice acting. So, <laughs> yeah, you take the lead on this one. 
voice acting is interesting because I like I love Zachariah as a character. I'm not too big on his voice. No. Um, I will say with the voice acting on like the main quest, I think I think they did a good job. And especially with the personal side quests, they, they did a good job. Um, now, like, there's certain side conversations, like, when you, like, when you see Sean off or, like, when you're talking to your companion, sometimes it gets a little robotic and... The best way to put it, there were voice actors that had fun with their characters, and then there were voice actors that were just there. Mm-hmm. Is, is the best way to to sum it up because there's some like the guy who plays Phobos to me steals the show like he does such an amazing job humanizing Phobos and how Phobos isn't a fool he's not a he's not a dumb brute like Phobos is an intellectual he's pretty much um uh was Professor Hulk okay but yeah there there are some people because I know um the guy who played David did a really good job. So kind of selling off the, uh, the soldier who's bad at everything, but he does a little good. Uh, the Jeffrey, the guy who did the Jeffrey voice is kind of hit or miss because he's very, um, leave it to beaver. So like leave it to beaver menacing. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, the voice acting would, it, it go, it would go a little up and down, but definitely for the personal side quests and the main quests, it, it does a good job. Yeah. So it, it's like a for for I'm I'm gonna say a seven, but I would think realistically you you could put it at a, either a five point five or a six. Oh yeah, I was gonna put it at a four. Ooh. Yeah, it was um it like you you summed it up perfectly. Um, I don't have any like real things to add to that. Um, besides the focus on, it was very person to person, like depending on what you were gonna get for that voice actor. Some of them were on point, and then other ones were just kind of there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that one I'm, I'm going to give like a four. What's the next category? The thing that you wanted to talk about, and I was like, no, we're doing it my way. Um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, uh, cinematic scores. They, so... I feel like it, this was the perfect test run for Greedfall because the cinematic scores in this one, they're not like, oh my God, oh my God. But it does, it does just enough to move the, to move with the plot. Yes. Because when on Saturday, the, the previous Saturday, when I, when I, when I played the last level, when I was fighting the last boss at least for me, like the music score didn't like really like move me in the sense of like, this is the last fight, you know, this is for like all the, the bells and whistles versus if Zachariah was doing like an intimate conversation with one of his companions, the score was like really good. Yes. So, like certain, certain big boss fights really was subpar. And then the character building or the story is like where it was at. Yep. I'd have to agree entirely. Entirely. So that one I'm going to give uh, probably a 
yeah, you, depending on what day you ask me or what level I'm on. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, a six or a seven. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it nice and tight. I'm gonna keep it at my seven, my seven point five because I'm biased. Man, I am, and I'll admit it. I should have been writing these scores down because you and me. <laughs> Just fucking, oh no! Like, because well, you're doing 7.5s across the board, I'm like, this is a two, this is a seven, over here is a four. <laughs> like, you, yours is the more realistic because, like I told, we back, we back. But audio, yes, I am audio, the realistic one. Audio difficulties. <laughs> yeah, your 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 outlook on this is completely realistic, and, and like I said before, the cutoff. It was like. I I really f with this game because of Greedfall because of like the yeah. great time I had with Greedfall. Well, don't feel bad about being biased because in the next one we're doing, I'm gonna be biased, <laughs> and I'm gonna be super fucking biased. <laughs> like my ten bias out is of ten. Real, like yeah, pretty much everything is gonna be ten out of ten. I think Perfection. the lowest I'm gonna give any section of it is an eight. I think that might be the lowest one. Oh my <laughs> like, god! <Only laughs> like. Yeah, that might be the lowest I give one one part of it. But um <laughs> so don't feel bad cuz honesty, that's what we do on this podcast, honesty. <laughs> hey, well, at least we let you know where we're being biased. <laughs> like um but yeah. Um I think that about that about does it for me. Uh what are your 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 notes for the uh for the people at home for for this game? Um, definitely 7.5. It's, it's a phenomenal, <laughs> it's a seven, I know, I don't know how we got this score. Crazy 7.5 across the board. Uh, <laughs> overall, it's, it's, if you are kind of looking for the best way to put it, if you're looking for that kind of like early Bioware type game, this is definitely a good, a good fix for it. I think it'll, it'll help you be like, Hey, I'm going to peep what the studio does in the future, just because I think if they fine tune some things, they can definitely have a really, a really great breakout game. And I'm hoping Greedfall 2 is that like breakout game for them. Yeah, it definitely wasn't Steel Rising. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I got to I still got to try that one. So I wish I wish I could lend it to you. I miss those days. <laughs> yeah, really? Oh, man. What was my man from Zynga? You want to borrow a game? <laughs> <laughs> go buy it <laughs> yeah I, i'll check it out because i've i've heard mixed things and I, I've, I've been peeping them on twitter and they've been like kind of dropping patches like for a while man yeah um i just don't know how to feel about it i guess no nah, i got but, you but focusing on this game but yeah um 7.5 please i do recommend grabbing it if it's on sale definitely um you'll have a good time just take your time through the game um, I do recommend playing on the hardest difficulty from the from the outset, just because once you learn the combat, the game, like the difficulty on the game drops. It's just certain areas you'll know you'll need to sit up <laughs> instead of leaning back. That's the way I put it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give this game a solid four to six. So depends 5. on. <laughs> Yeah, it depends on your you as this is a very you as a player game of what you're looking for. This is definitely something that you're gonna have to look into on your own. Uh, it is worth picking up on sale to try. Um, to quote Ar Arbiter from Arby and the Chief, or I'm sorry, to quote Chief from Arby and the Chief, um, who the fuck doesn't have ten dollars? 
Uh, <laughs> wow, yo, like a couple weeks ago, that would have hurt my feelings. But I respect But but yeah, it's it's worth looking at if if worse comes to worse, at least watch a couple. Like I'm sure there's somebody on YouTube who's done a run of it. Oh, so there, watch it plenty. at the very least. Yeah. There's plenty. Um, it's definitely a worthwhile thing to look into. Um, it's definitely a series I would like to see them reboot and like start fresh. Because there's a lot there. It just, they didn't get very far. The best way I would describe this game is it's like a, it's like a pizza cutter. All edge, no depth. Ooh. Dems is fighting words. <laughs> Catch you in the parking lot, Playboy. <laughs> this is that edgy guy who like who wants to come to D and D. Sasuke is my favorite Naruto <laughs> character. <laughs> um, it's not. I'm lying. Uh, I never watched Naruto, nor will I. But, but yeah, um, I don't have any personal qualms with it. It wasn't a bad game. I don't hate it. Coming from you, that's a big deal. That is a huge deal. Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep playing it uh, until I finish it on my own, even though I already know what's going to happen. But um, it's definitely worth playing, 100%. If you have $10. Who the fuck Which don't have $10? if you have $10, <laughs> you have $10. You could consider giving me that $10. That's right, y'all. Y'all can subscribe. <laughs> um, but no, but for real, um, yeah. I think you crushed the Technomancer, man. This was uh, for those people at home. No, I was not throwing Ken Dog to his devices. He wanted to do this one kind of on his own as a breakout. And of course, I'm going to let my mans do that. I think he did good. I think he came off well. I, I, I know behind the scenes all the things uh, all the things it took to make it come out well. <laughs> but yo, the end result was good. That's that's the wild part because like this this episode is is, is a solid fourth episode. But when I I, I shot you a message Tuesday, yeah, um, I saw it, and I'm, all I'm gonna leave it as I was in probably the lowest pits of sorrow when I sent you that message. Like, I didn't see it till Wednesday. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Like I, I literally unsent it, but like literally that was a plea because um editor's notes on this. I spent like close to five days on that episode. Oh god. Like so and it's it's not a knock on the episode that got posted. Um it yo, it was to the point there were gun gunfight sounds there were sword sounds there were animal noises um there was a lot of playing on filmora with like the fade-ins and the fade-outs just to kind of set the tone um yo i was i was distraught on tuesday because the as a matter of fact the name of the original episode was supposed to be um, one step for Mansers, one giant leap for Martian kind. That was supposed to be the original name of the episode. I respect it. Yeah. So, but their the name ended up being Perseverance because I did not want to come in here and record. 
like <laughs> the energy like i don't like, maybe somebody's noticed it the energy in the first half is completely different from the energy on the second half um like yo i was in the lowest pits because the original episode right the, the episode that nobody in this life is ever going to get to hear it's one of those things where as, as a as a person as a human being as a man when you make something intent like an, you make this intangible thing and you're like proud of yourself like you're like like wholeheartedly not hey i did the usual i did all the good things i ever wanted to do it's like to create something and be so proud of it and then have it like memorialized forever because of technology like this is like me at my most confident me like passionate everything's running on full cylinders and nobody's ever gonna get to hear it like you know what i was crushed i was crushed to like go so far in my toolkit and like nobody will ever hear this episode like i know what it sounded like i know what it could have been like and that crushed me because I went from being like super proud, super confident to like typical fuck up. You're always fucking up. <laughs> Just a complete 180. Yo, like you, yo, you don't understand, man. Like I was, I was in a very low point when I sent you that message. Oh man. Very low. And it was like, I had to just come in and persevere and get it out. So poor bastard yeah man it was it was a definite like a huge low point just because i know there are people that's gonna like the episode but it's it wasn't the love letter that i made to send off the game as well as to like the people right. who actually tuned in to listen it it, it really like yeah it really broke my heart it yeah because really a lot of people crazy. have been following technomancer yeah man I, I was i was surprised man and it's it's just the fact of like that that work, that passion was for, for those people. And it was just like, like smoke. Like all Cause I you had... were crushing it to the point where we were getting messages that people were buying the game because of, <laughs> of your, of you doing it. Yeah, man. And, and that, but that was the reason I like, I took the time because I took the time to kind of write down how my fights went because I actually try to like put the choreography of the fight in the episode. And like for all of that to just kind of be gone, it was it yo I, it really it broke my heart yo like I was on like the verge of tears because it's like it's one of those things where it's like I saw Sasquatch and nobody's ever gonna believe me Sasquatch <laughs> Sasquatch <whatever. laughs> the, the, the Wendigo fucking Baba Yaga whatever you want to call it I can't you mean the Wenda pumpkin the Wenda <laughs> Yes. Like the cucumber man, <laughs> the Ma Mothra, Mothra man. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's oh. my editor's note on it. Like I literally, I from Tuesday from Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, I was severely depressed and did not want to record this episode. <laughs> so, well, I'm sorry, but I'll tell you what. Um, if nothing else, you gave me like. You you coming out of it gave me the motivation to start recording our YouTube special that's coming. Oh man! Yeah, I finally decided just to fucking commit to it. And worst case scenario, people don't watch it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of like the other things I've been doing on the behind the scenes that I've been I've been sharing the with you sh- and you and Head and God. Yeah, <laughs> like what's the worst that's gonna happen? You know what I mean? Like just pull up the fucking skirt and get going. Hey, man, um, you never know. Yeah, exactly. So you know what? So I mean. The, the struggle you went through at least at least got me to do something so yeah man I will tell you this it's... I I do not wish this level of pain on you ever, <laughs> ever. no man you don't understand like it, it, it it's one of those things like to not be proud of yourself for so long and then to have that feeling and then have it evaporate in a matter of minutes is it's it's an astounding roller coaster and I never wish that for you ever well well, I wished it for you, and now I feel bad I did. Because it apparently happened. I'm just kidding. No, man. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I'm sorry I was I was I didn't see it till the next day. Ah, uh, dude, but, we're men. We yeah. E- but but get... by then I was like, ah, he's already figured it out. <laughs> yeah, because like the episode came out, so you're like, I was like, happened. yeah, I was like, ah, he just hit Control Z and it came back. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh God! I hope that's what it sounds like on the episode. <laughs> They're like, "Yo, my man, he's anti. He needs some pills." <laughs> oh man! But yeah, man. Um, all in all, I think you crushed it, though, man. I think you did good. Um, and we're not done with season two yet. That was the warm up. No, that was the appetizer. That was the main yeah. course. That was the amush bush. That was that weird thing you didn't know you were going to try and like, but you liked it. <laughs> but you liked it. We know you did. <laughs> um, uh, Don't make the announcement yet. I say no. make it on the main show. No, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say this. Um, next week is Halo. And then, yeah, next week is Halo. And then the week after that, we come into the next game of you, me, and Lore. Yeah, my man pulled out all the mm. stops. Mm-hmm. And it's it's gonna be fucking it's gonna be good. Um, this one is gonna have both me and Ken Dog in it. You're not gonna be just stuck with me. Don't worry. Um, and it won't be a Daisy esque episode. Here, here. Apparently, apparently, people didn't like the Daisy episode. Really? Mm-hmm. It's our second least listened to episode. Man. Mm-hmm. I just... Yeah, people didn't like the Daisy, hmm. which is no big deal. Now we know. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> too easy <laughs> um more we need more explosions yeah they just need it just needed it just needed more jazz um thank you to the one person who j- just start playing this in the five seconds i was on anchor i just saw that click up so. <laughs> 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 appreciate it um we are nine people away now from 800 people and i just want to say thank you everybody for sticking with us we're getting better each episode in the words of my girl, you like us. You really, really like us. We love y'all. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he's just weird, man. You just ignore him. We appreciate it. Well, that is a great Oscars <laughs> reference, and they know it. Oscar De La Hoya? He never said that. Oscar De- Man, <laughs> we're not opening up Oscar De La Hoya. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're not um... opening that one. I ain't trying to get sued by Golden Boy. <laughs> the fuck, I am not. Um, so let's just move right on. But also, uh, but no. Oh, one last. Minute oh no, thing, go for it. La- last minute thing for the pre-episode. 
Yo, shout outs to my boy, Mr. Sanchez on the artificial mind. That shit is mind blowing. Yeah, that shit's fucking wild. If you are not listening to the artificial mind, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> Correction. If it. you are not watching the artificial mind. Oh, yeah. Mind. Yeah, good catch. Good fucking catch. Bro, I'd be at work. I'd be like catching like peaks and stuff. I'm not supposed to. <laughs> Dog. Um, I haven't listened to episode four yet. I just finished uh, three. The whole shit is just, bruh, like Dude, it's it's a wild experience. I'm I'm gonna be honest. The the Lost Tapes in Twenty Seven Club, hands down, my favorite episode. Like from the oh by far, oh by far, favorite. no fucking you, dude. That shit was. That shit was fucking wild. I hit him up after I listened to it, and I was like, "Dude, that was that was fucking mind mind blowingly good." Um, yeah, man, dude, for real, go check him out. Um, it's our boy John. Uh, dude, the dude is a solid dude too, man. He's just really good. He's always giving us tips on things to improve for our podcast, and the dude is just fucking crushing it on his. Um, it is nobody else is doing it. It's not a run-of-the-mill podcast. It is very unique. I cannot stress enough how much we fucking... We love it. And he's not paying us to say that. Like, it's just truly fucking amazing. Oh, no. It's, it is... it is It's... it's The best way to put it, if you haven't been in church in a very long time, this is the church you want to go to. Yep. 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 I'll join that cult. Oh, like, real quick. Come on, man. It's Clean Sanchez, yo. He'll sell salt to a slug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just so much heart in it too. It's just so fucking good. Like this is definitely a passion, a passion project that is just fantastic in every aspect. It's well produced. It's so fucking good. It, it's so good. Uh, go check them out. If we can ever get our quality, like even like a, min- a like a minute of that, whatever, whatever, like my man puts out. Oh my god, we'd be over. Dog. Dog. Yeah, yeah. It, we're we're fangirling hard. We're fangirling hard over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll jump off his dick. Uh, <laughs> we just spent like 10 minutes sucking him off. All right, pre-show. Yeah, to, to, ba- to balance it, uh, fuck you, John. <laughs> to balance it off. Somebody gotta take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spicier than a chip. But yeah, thanks everybody. And this should come out on Saturday, right, Ken Dog? What? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, oh no, let's um Sunday because I gotta work. Yes. So I gotta work. So You're right. I, I won't be able to edit till You're after right. work. So yeah, Sunday is the goal. Alright. So stay tuned. Um this comes out on Sunday and then Thursday, next week's Halo is gonna be coming out on Thursday, um, at six in the morning. So it'll be an early release for once to make up for all those late releases. So there you all go. But yeah. We'll see you guys in the next game. Next week we're gonna we're dropping the details next week, right? Yeah, if you want, we do like a we can do like a little Or should we do a hinty poo? We'll figure it out. We got a whole week. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I was gonna I was yeah. gonna drop one. I'm just gonna be like but I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah, because I don't easily yeah, you, give it away. No, you, if you thought I was fanboying about fucking John and/or Troy Denning, oh, boy, man. you guys are in for a fucking treat when we do the next one. <laughs> My man has no gag reflex for what we're about to experience. Zero, zero. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be so bad. Um, but all right, see y'all later. Peace.
day. Thank you for listening, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher uh, to stay up to date on all things lore. Also, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to leave feedback and make suggestions on what series to do next. You, Me, and Lore is an original podcast written and produced by Brandon Weiner and Kenny Gomez. We do not own the rights to any of the artistry. All rights are owned by their respective companies. Sound and editing by Kenny Gomez and Brandon Weiner. Intro composed and played by Achilles Amistad. Transitions and outro composed and played by Sam Gibbs. Both can be found on Fiverr.com. For inquiries, information, and feedback, please visit You, Me, and Lore on Facebook or email us directly at youmeandlore at gmail. Bye-bye.